Okay, welcome back to the Golf Preview Podcast and RJ Bell's Dream Preview for Bermuda Championship Week. I'm your host, Will Doctor, and I'll be giving you a card full of locks for this week's PGA Tour event at Port Royal down at Bermuda. Let's begin with a few notes from last week's CJ Cup in South Carolina, which was a tournament that far exceeded, I would say, everyone's uh, expectations for a fall event. You know, the Sandbelt style golf course in Congaree proved to be a worthy PGA Tour venue and its second time hosting the tour event. And, you know, there's an argument to be made that last week's CJ Cup was the most competitive fall event that we've seen over the last two years. Of course, uh, Rory McIlroy won his 23rd PGA Tour event and recaptured world number one for the ninth time in his career. But then you had John Rahm nearly winning again uh, after coming in as, as the tournament favorite. I've told you of the last, you know, couple weeks uh, how that has become a frequent occurrence, uh, and John Rahm playing incredibly well uh, despite fighting his swing a little bit this past weekend. You know, other players, other elite players that you had in the mix, top ranked players. You had Cage Lee finished two back at fifteen under. You had world. Number 24, Tommy Fleetwood vaulted to a tie for fourth after a Sunday 65. American President's Cup members Billy Horschel and Sam Burns both finished in a tie for seventh. 2015 PGA champion Jason Day had a nice little resurgence and finished 11th. Tom Kim, uh, one of the the bright, young, exciting players, was right there, finished in the, the top 15. Last year's U.S. Open champion, Matthew Fitzpatrick, was right there. So by the end of Sunday, the leaderboard at Congaree, you know, looked like a major championship. Now, I, you know, I thought Rory played incredible. Uh, his ball striking is is at a place where, you know, there's no discussion needed of it. It's pure, it's special, it's majestic. But how about how well Rory rolled the rock down the stretch on Sunday with Ram and Kiriyama breathing down his neck. I was pretty nervous when Rory missed back-to-back shorties on eight and nine on Sunday. You know, we've seen over the years how those short misses can throw Rory's momentum and, and confidence for a loop. He brushed aside those two gaffes on eight and nine and goes to the back nine and birdies 12, 14, 15, and 16 to give him a great cushion to the finish line. I mean, he three putted 17 and 18 for bogeys and, and, uh, and was still able to win and full credit to Rory. You know, he, he's the one that has to step up and make the putts. You can add Brad Faxon to your team. You can add Bob Rotella to the team to clear things up between the ears. You can switch putters. You can switch golf balls to help the wedge spin numbers that he did a couple Months ago, you know, you can make all those adjustments uh, that Rory has made here over the last two years. But at the end of the day, you know, Rory has to go out in competition and hit those shots. And that's exactly what he's doing uh, now, having won four events over the last calendar year. That included defending his title uh, at the CJ Cup. And even regardless that it was at different golf courses, uh, that in itself might be even more impressive. Uh, defending your championship uh, at two different golf courses. So 
you know, if you don't have your futures bet in on Rory to win the 2023 Masters, I'm not sure what you're waiting for uh, at this point because the number for Rory at Augusta is quickly shrinking. I got it at 12 to 1 a couple weeks ago, but it's 9 to 1 on most books now that he won at Congaree. And, you know, I must know before the week started, Rory said Congaree's greens really reminded him of Augusta. So, you know, that should only further incentivize you to hammer uh, Rory winning the 2023 Masters. Okay, let's get into the, the Butterfield Bermuda Championship, which is the first of two events away from continental United States. You know, next week, the tour will go to Mayakoba before they're back in the motherland at the Houston Open. Now, let's speak honestly here. When Barney at the bar looks at the field list for this week's Bermuda Championship, he won't know a single player in the field. Uh, this is your typical fall event that gives opportunity to those who received their PGA Tour cards through the Corn Ferry Tour this past summer. You do have some OG veterans competing this week. Ryder Cup captain Luke Donald is playing. Camillo Villegas is playing. Big John Daly received the sponsor's exemption. Don't ask me how. Um, I can name a lot of younger guys coming out of college who are itching for opportunity. Um, that would make a, a much better candidate for a sponsor's exemption than John Daly. Now, if you guys missed the news, interesting, interesting note on John Daly. Jonah Hill will play daily in the new John Daly biopic coming out soon. You know, I thought Danny McBride, the the star from Eastbound and Down, would have been fantastic in the role as Daly, just with the natural mullet and, um, you know, all his other intricacies that, you know, just seem to match him up very well with Daly. That being said, you know, Jonah Hill, I, I can't complain about that. One of the greatest ever to it. Another vet, former FedEx Cup champion, Bill Haas is in the field. But for most of my picks, I'm going to be looking at the younger players who are who are fighting to earn more status on the PGA Tour. Uh, remember, unless you are a player who is in the top 25 on the Corn Ferry Tour regular season money list at the end of the 2022 season, you don't have the luxury of automatically getting entry into every single PGA Tour event this season. For example, last year, the Corn Ferry Tour gave out an additional 25 PGA Tour cards in the Corn Ferry Tour playoffs. But almost none of those players that were in what they called the Finals 25 will make it to the spring portion of the 2023 PGA Tour season because they won't acquire enough starts to accumulate the top finishes they needed to secure full status on the PGA Tour. So the bottom line is, this is Super Bowl week for a select group of players who might not get another opportunity this year on the PGA Tour after this week in Bermuda. So let's discuss Port Royal Golf Course, which happens to be the second shortest golf course on the PGA Tour. But don't be fooled. You know, last week, Congaree was labeled 
as the third longest golf course in the PGA Tour, but played much shorter than that based off how firm the fairways were and how much rollout guys were getting off the tee. You know, this week we have Port Royal, which is the second shortest course on the PGA Tour, but the wind uh, in Bermuda and the contours of this golf course will stretch it out to play much longer than it's labeled. Interesting note, Aaron Wise gave a few quotes to PGATour.com, and he said this, it's definitely not a bomber's golf course, but it's crazy how much it changes when the wind is blowing 30 miles per hour. And then all of a sudden with gusts, if the wind switches to you know dead opposite the dead opposite way, a ball goes 50 yards shorter or longer than it did the day before. So the bottom line is anyone who dismisses uh, this golf course because of its length or is making picks because of its length, picking you know shorter players because of poor Royal's length is making a huge mistake. Now, the final note on this golf course before we get into the favorites and then the picks, the final stretch of Port Royal really makes this golf course. 16 is a 235-yard par 3 that requires a perfect shot over the Atlantic Ocean. The 17 is a gettable par 5 with water all down the left side. And 18 is a great closing hole that plays straight uphill all the way to the green. So... Weak field, yes, but great course ahead for this week in Bermuda. We'll start with just a few favorites before we move into matchups and picks to place. Then I'll give you my outright, a dark horse, and a lineup before I send you home with a scoring prediction and best bet. Before we continue rolling on the golf, let me give you a quick word from my friends over at pregame.com. Guys, the new NBA season is rolling, and right now you can get the early bird basketball season access discount subscriptions from your favorite pregame pros. Go to pregame.com, click on buy picks, and then add basketball season access discounted subscription to your shopping cart. Simply add my code ROYAL20, that's R-O-Y-A-L-2-0, and then add any basketball season access discounted subscription to your shopping cart. You can use your coupon code ROYAL20 on any basketball season access discounted subscription from your favorite pros at pregame.com. Okay, back to the golf. Okay, let's jump into these top three favorites uh, on the odds list. We'll start with Denny McCarthy at 16 to 1. McCarthy should be priced around 20 to 1. He's had two solid finishes at Port Royal and three total starts at this event. McCarthy has played you know, in the Bermuda Championship every year of his of its existence. He finished 15th in 2020, 4th in 2021, and 39th in 2022 last year. You know, the narrative will be that Port Royal is, you know, is a shorter golf course. So this is a place where McCarthy can contend. Uh, and I don't disagree with that notion. The question will be, can McCarthy putt better than he did in the last two events at the Shriners and CJ Cup? He did not putt well en route to a miscut at the Shriners, and he did not putt well en route to a tie for 37th place last week in South Carolina. McCarthy is a guy 
who had one of his best seasons to date in 2022 with 11 top 20s and 29 starts. But, you know, the bottom line is he he's priced incorrectly, in my opinion. Uh, and I don't like him coming to Port Royal off two consecutive bad weeks uh, on the putting greens. So I'm out on Denny McCarthy this week. Uh, on to Seamus Power at 22 to 1. Uh, you can find Seamus at 25 to 1 on DraftKings Sportsbook, but you know, Power is the only player in the field ranked inside the top 50 on the official world golf rankings this weekend. You know, the story through the first three events of this season for Seamus is how bad the iron play has been. And when you look back at you know 2018 through 2020, uh, Power's early years on the PGA Tour, that iron play was the kryptonite. And the reason that he did not find the winner's circle until 2021 at the Barbersall, you know, he has started this year with very similar struggles. 30th at the Sanderson Farms, losing almost a full shot with the irons. He missed the cut at the Shriners, uh, where he not only hit his irons poor, but he did not drive it well at all either. And then last week at the CJ Cup, he finishes 49th, almost losing two full shots to the field via approach. So it's a fact. Power has really no feel for his approach at the moment. So with that, I'm I'm a for sure pass uh, on Seamus Power this week. You're not going to be able to navigate uh, around the swirling winds of Port Royal uh, with bad iron play. Let's move on to um, our last favorite here that I want to discuss, and that's Aaron Rye at 25 to one. You can find him at 35 to one on DraftKings Sportsbook and. Aaron Rye, you know, is still finding the formula con- to to consistency uh, on the PGA Tour after a come up in 2020 that largely resembled uh, Tom Kim's arrival to the big scene last year. Rye turned pro at 17 years old, which you know he now says was probably too early, but you know, nonetheless he persevered and graduated from the Europe Pro Tour to the challenge tour in 2017. And then three years later, he gets his European tour card and wins the 2020 Scottish open out of nowhere. Uh, no one had heard, you know, of Aaron Rye. I had no clue who he was. He was then able to secure his PGA tour card through the 2021 corn Ferry tour finals. And he's been able to hang on to his PGA tour card ever since. Rye did have a few chances to win on the PGA Tour last year. He was in the final group on Sunday at the Farmers last year with Will Zalatoris and Jason Day. He finished 13th at the Canadian Open, a tournament that Roy McIlroy won. And he made a good run at the Irish Open before finishing ninth. When looking at his game and how Aaron Rye will fare, This week in Bermuda, I worry if he can make the amount of putts necessary uh, to have a good week at Port Royal. The numbers would say he has not so far this year. Uh, So with that, I'm out. I'm a pass on Aaron Rye this week. I'm a pass on all three of these top favorites. Um, I think the numbers are a little off. I mean, I would never take Aaron Rye at 25 to 1 in a normal PGA Tour event. 
I would never take Seamus Power at 22 to 1 in a normal PGA Tour event with the top players in the world playing. And certainly, if, you know, Spieth and Justin Thomas and the rest of the stars, Xander Shoffley, Patrick Canley, if those guys were playing, you know, no one would be taking Danny McCarthy uh, at, at 16 to 1. So really be aware of, of, you know, the top of the odds list this week. Uh, I would look other ways, which is, is what we're about to discuss here. So let's start with the matchups. I'm going to take Russell Knox over Steven Yeager at plus 106 on Bet Online. And, you know, the reason is Steven Yeager has struggled with his ball striking in each of the four events he's played in this season. I'll give him credit. He's putted and chipped well enough to survive cut lines. That's very impressive. But He's yet to do much of anything over the weekends, which is why his best finish so far through four fall events is a tie for 30 at, at the Sanderson Farms Championship. You know, for this week's Bermuda Championship, I would prefer to stay away from players who are struggling with the ball striking because you heard what Aaron Wise said. The wind is swirling around the clock at 30 miles per hour, which means hitting fairways and greens is only going to be that much tougher. You know, on the winning side of this matchup, we have the Scott, Russell Knox, who has had a pretty decent start this season with top 25 finishes at the Fortinet and Sanderson Farms. But we're getting this plus 106 price on this matchup because of how poorly Knox played in Tokyo at the Zozo Championship where he lost two and a half strokes to the field from Tita Green. You know, that was two weeks ago. I like Russell Knox this week at a place in Port Royal where he's notched top 20 finishes in each of his three starts in Bermuda. I would like to think that the the high winds that players face in Bermuda is a weather condition that Knox is too familiar with, being that he grew up in, in, uh, in Scotland and is really a link style specialist. So my first matchup this week is going to be Russell Knox over Steven Yeager at plus 106 on Bet Online. My second matchup for the week is going to be Justin Lower over Aaron Rye at plus 105 on Bet MGM. And I talked a little bit at the end of the favorites about how Aaron Rye has yet to build any sort of momentum to begin this season. And one more observation on Rye is how poorly he played at Port Royal last year en route to a 62nd place finish. And this is a good time to point out that last year's winner, Lucas Herbert, was top 10 in both driving distance and strokes gained around the greens en route to his victory at the 2022 Bermuda. You know, those two statistical categories that Aaron Rye does not have in his arsenal at the moment. He hits it well below you know, the average driving distance on the PGA Tour, and he's lost strokes around the greens in two of his first three starts this fall. Now, Justin Lower, on the other hand, is a player who you know looks primed for success this week at Port Royal. And... You know, the reason I say that is, number one, he's had, he's had an outstanding start to the year that has been fueled by great putting and, and pinpoint accuracy off the tee. Tied for fourth in Napa at the Fortinet, tied for 20th 
at the Shriners Children's Open. You know, Lower is really off to a quick start to his second year on the PGA Tour. And number two, Lower had a, a solid week at last year's Bermuda Championship where he finished 17th. But what a lot of people won't look at is how he had an opportunity to win his first PGA Tour event at Port Royal last year before shooting two over in the final round and ended up finishing six shots behind Herbert. There were a lot of good moments from that week a year ago that lower put in the memory bank. And I think you can expect a huge week from him this week. And I'm actually going to talk about him a little bit more when we get to our picks to win here in a second. But for now, uh, let me share with you my one pick to place uh, for this week. And that's going to be SH Kim top 20 at plus 175 on bet online. Now, SH Kim is one of the, the new South Korean talents on the PGA tour who got his card by way of the corn Ferry tour last year, where he had four top 10 finishes. And before that, the 24 year old played on the Japanese tour for a number of years where he won the Japanese PGA championship in 2021. But you look at the way SH Kim has started his rookie campaign and much like fellow South Korean Tom Kim did last year, SH is wasting zero time getting himself in contention on the PGA Tour. Through his first four starts on tour, SH has finished 13th at the Sanderson Farms and fourth three weeks ago at the Shriners Children's Open in Vegas. Now, this little run for SH has been fueled by you know, all-around consistent numbers from T to Green, and he's picked up almost half a shot on the greens in each of the four events he's played in this fall. So if there's one player that definitely takes advantage of the weaker field this week, it's definitely going to be SH Kim. So my first uh, and only pick to place for this week is going to be SH Kim top 20 at plus 175 on Bet Online. Let's move into my one outright winner. Uh, for this week, and that's going to be Justin Lower at 30 to 1 on DraftKings Sportsbook. I, I talked about how Justin Lower had a great opportunity to win this golf tournament a year ago. And when you look at how the rest of Lower's rookie season on the PGA Tour went, you know, this is a guy who was actually in contention quite a few times, had a chance at Corrales, uh, a course that you know really resembles the conditions to Port Royal and he had very good opportunities to get the job done at Barbasol and the Barracuda in July back-to-back events. Now, despite those few solid finishes, he really struggled to make cuts during, you know, the weeks where he was not in contention. He was one of those players who, you know, was either in, in the mix on Sunday or going home on Friday. And Lower had to go back to the the Corn Ferry Tour Finals in August to retain his PGA Tour card. He was successful doing so. And comes right out in September and finishes four shots behind Max Homa at the Fortinet. Put himself in contention to win again behind a, a, a multi-time champion. So I, I believe Justin Lower is in a place in his career uh, where the time to win is right now. Uh, him and his wife are expecting their first child on Christmas Eve. 
And what would be better before the birth of your first child than a a million dollar check just a few weeks before the end of the fall season prior to the PGA Tour Christmas break? I see lower having a, a similar breakthrough that we saw 33-year-old Tom Hoagie have last year at the Pebble Beach Pro-Am. So uh, my winner for this week's Bermuda Championship is going to be Justin Lower at 30-1 to on DraftKings Sportsbook. Let's move into the dark horse for this week, and it's going to be Nasty Nate Lashley to top 20 at plus 400 on Bet Online. Now, I'm actually surprised uh, we're getting this good of a number uh, for Nate Lashley to top 20, considering he is one of the only PGA Tour winners in the field this week. And it's not like Nate Lashley hasn't proven that he can play well on golf courses that swirl with the wind. No, all we have to do is go back to last year and look at some of the windier venues on the PGA Tour and see that Lashley knows how to fight his ball and keep it out of the gusts. The two tournaments that come to mind are the Puerto Rico Open, where he finished 7th, and the Mexico Open at Vedante, where he finished 11th. Another venue that has been known for swirling wins is Corrales, where Lashley finished 4th in 2020. And I think his ability to play in adverse conditions is a product of Lashley being able to weather storms that have come his way off the golf course. Remember, you know, Lashley lost both his parents and girlfriend in the same plane crash when he was in college. Now, the fact that Lashley hasn't had, you know, the best of starts to this season really doesn't bother me at all. I believe he sees himself as one of the better players in the field this week, because he does two things in his sleep. He drives it straight and chips it extremely well. Two things that last year's winner, Lucas Herbert did the best of anyone in the field. So um, I like Nate Lashley this week as the dark horse. That's going to be Nate Lashley top 20 at plus 400 on bet online. Moving into our lineups for this week, I'm going to go with SH Kim, the hungry 24-year-old that you know has been a professional since he was 16 years old. Uh, we took him in the picks to place, so that's going to be number one. Number two, Harry Hall, a PGA Tour rookie out of England who, who plays very well in windy conditions. Number three, Callum Terran, another Englishman who... Uh, had a great finish to last season with t- four top 25 finishes and five starts between the John Deere Classic and the Rocket Mortgage. He was actually DQ'd from the Bermuda Championship last year, but I have to think, you know, the, that was just a fluke week uh, for Taryn getting DQ'd. Uh, but so number three is, is Callum Taryn. Number four, it's going to be Nate Lashley. As you just heard me say, Lashley is is without a doubt one of my favorite players in the field this week. Number five is going to be Austin Eckrote, who finished 22nd in the Bermuda Championship last year, which was uh, you know, one of his only starts on the PGA Tour last year. The, 
the Oklahoma State alum played last year on the Corn Ferry Tour before earning his PGA Tour card for this year. And then lastly, uh, riding out the caboose is going to be Justin Lower, uh, who is my pick to win this week and has had a very good start to this year. So uh, the lineup's going to go S.H. Kim, Harry Hall, Callum Taron, Nate Lashley, Austin Eckrote, and Justin Lower. Okay, guys, a quick break from the golf to tell you about how you could have a free chance to win $1,000 cash at pregame.com. You, all you have to do is beat McKenzie Rivers in the NBA contest where you know $500 goes to first place and there's a $500 bonus. McKenzie Rivers, uh, you know, unbelievable NBA handicapper earned uh, plus 64.03 NBA units last season. Also does a kick-ass soccer podcast. But for now, we're talking about NBA. For this beat McKenzie Rivers NBA contest, the contestant who earns the most NBA units wins 500 cash. If the winner earns more units than McKenzie did last year, then the contest winner gets an additional $500. That's $1,000 cash. Enter today. It's free. Just go to pregame.com and then click on contests to find the McKenzie Rivers NBA contest. Don't wait. The NBA action is rolling, but there's still time to join. Join today for your free chance to win $1,000 cash. Okay, back to the golf. Moving into uh, my scoring prediction this week, and this is one of the hardest weeks of the year to forecast score because of how inconsistent the weather is. Uh, I do not have a bet this week as far as the margin of score is concerned, but I will say 18 under wins this golf tournament because, you know, when you look at what has won this event uh, over the past three years, you know, 2020, you had Brendan Todd uh, blow out the field, you know, shot 24 under. The next closest was Harry Higgs at 20. Uh, 2021, when Brian Gay won, you know, he got to 15 under with some bad weather conditions. And, you know, last year, Lucas Herbert got to 15 under uh, with some pretty crazy weather conditions on Sunday. So, um, you know, I, I think 18 is a good number. Um, I've checked the weather, you know, like I said, uh, the weather looks good, but, you know, that could all change, you know, tomorrow or Thursday. The entire scope of the weekend's weather could change in Bermuda. So uh, we're going to go with 18 under for the scoring prediction. On to uh, the best bet for this week. I'm going to go with S.H. Kim again over Patrick Rogers at plus 100 on bet 365. You've heard me talk about S.H. Kim a lot today. He's a player who can absolutely put the lights out of it, uh, ranking 18th in putting so far this season. You know, he's proven he can make a ton of birdies and really had an incredible chance to win the Shriners at the beginning of October in Vegas. And I have to think, you know, the only reason that Patrick Rogers is favored in this matchup is because he finished fourth here last year. Now, he did play the Bermuda Championship in, you know, the first two years that the event was held in 20 and 21. And he didn't finish better than 59th in, in, in either event. Patrick Rogers, you know, the the former Stanford guy who broke a lot of Tigers records, really has not carried that consistent formula to the PGA Tour. Every year, this guy misses a ton of cuts. 
And, uh, but you know, so far through four events this season, he's only missed one, which means, uh, you know, another one is coming extremely soon. So my best bet for the week is going to be SH Kim over Patrick Rogers at plus 100 on bet three, six, five. Okay. That will do it here on the golf preview podcast and RJ Bell's dream preview for Bermuda championship week. Best of luck to everyone with their picks and we'll see you next week, uh, for my Coba.